Welcome to Lead Today with me, Kalina. Let's talk leadership. Hello, my type threes. This one is for you. If you're new to this series, we're talking about the Enneagram. It's a personality assessment, and I've developed a free quiz that you can take in the show notes. So if you want to know your type, get in there right now and take the free quiz while you listen to this episode. Type three is the achiever, and we're going to dive right into the key traits of a type three, how you can notice one in the wild, motivations, fears, unique ways that the three navigates the world, growth areas, how they approach difficulty and their center of intelligence. So lots to learn today. I'm so glad that you're here learning more about the Enneagram. So type three is <laughs> near and dear to my heart. Um, they're referred to as the achiever. Ambitious, goal-oriented nature, really driven by a deep desire for success. And that success is really deep down recognition and accomplishment. Accomplishment, success, it all boils down to recognition. Type threes want to be seen, want to be heard. It's the kid that did not get enough attention from the parents that just want validation in the way of recognition. Usually quite public recognition, but um, success in any any form. And, and it is defined by the person themselves, although you can normally find the achiever in kind of conventionally public arenas where they're going to get that pat on the back, that award, the achievement publicly. Um, now, double-edged sword, right? Because this type is ambitious. They do reach goals, generally speaking. So, I mean, what's the problem? Sounds like, <laughs> sounds like a very productive type. And it is. Now, similar to the type two that we discussed in the last episode... This type is really good at suppressing needs, suppressing desires, suppressing emotions, so much so that they can forget who they are. Who even are they? They don't know themselves. They don't know genuinely how to answer the question, who am I? Because they are whoever they need to be to fit what the situation is asking of them. So they're so good at wearing masks. They're so good at being what the situation demands that they have no idea who they really are, what do they really want, what's really important to them. It's like, well, depends on the day, depends where I am, depends who's beside me, depends what's necessary to get the job done. So these people are all about value. They're all about getting things done by any means necessary. So key traits, ambitious and driven, as we said, they really do achieve their goals and excel in their endeavors because they are highly motivated by What's the rubric? What are the keys to success? I'm going to figure it out and I'm going to make it happen. Because of that, they're very adaptable and resourceful. So no matter where you put these people, they are going to figure it out. They're going to figure out the rules of the game. And like I said, they're going to get it done. They have the innate ability to handle a variety of situations and environments as well as people with ease because they just look at what's going to get me to the end point oftentimes as with themselves as collateral and anyone in their wake. Um, it's really easy. I So I've got to give you a, dis a disclaimer. Any three that I've ever coached 
right away has denial about who they are. They have denial about being a three, every single one. It's like, no, that's not me. I'm not, because it sounds vain in a sense, right? But I want you to really hear the, the positives of this type. Goal-oriented, ambitious, achieves what they set their mind to. They excel in pretty much every endeavor. They're adaptable and resourceful. They're able to navigate a variety of situations and environments with ease. This is somebody that's resourceful, adaptable. They can handle anything that you throw their way. This is somebody that's a natural leader because when there's ambiguity, when there's uncertainty, you're looking on them to be able to figure it out, and they will. So this is not something to be scoffed at, and I want the type threes in the room to really hear me. This is not bashing you, but I think it's really easy for a type three to get affronted very quickly by and confronted by the fact that there's a vanity component to this. There is a superficial, there is a manipulative, there is a deceptive. The, the biggest drawback of a three is lying, is making things seem better than they are in order to appear successful, in order to appear competent, in order to appear good enough. Because at the end of the day, that success and accomplishment, all those goals, they're racking up the goals, <laughs> achievements, they're racking those up so that they get the external validation and thus the internal validation that, hey, I'm good enough. So type one we talked about in another episode, those are all the reformers, the right and the wrongs. For them, it's like, am I doing this right? Am I, am I good enough for them is not going to be framed the same way as the type three. The type three is, am I good enough? Look at all that I did. Look at all that I've done. Look at all that I've achieved in my life. Does it make me good enough? When it comes to the type one, it's like, did I follow the rules enough? They're so strict with themselves. Did I fit myself into the perfect box container to be the best, you know, judge to be just the most perfect angel that I follow all the rules to a T? The type three does not care about rules. <laughs> the type three cares about, did I get the job done? Did it get done? And did I get the credit? That's what the type three cares about. So very different, good enough question. Type two that we've talked about, right, is that helper. They're thinking, am I lovable, right? Am I lovable? And that comes from helping people. So a type three is going to help people because they want the recognition for helping the people because they want to be seen as a good person. That makes them feel like a good person. So if they do something great and they're recognized for it, they feel awesome. The challenge for the type three or the real adventure for the type three is to do things because it's just a good thing to do, <laughs> to give that recognition, to give that sense of accomplishment internally is really what we're looking for from a type three. As I mentioned to you, the Enneagram is so great because we're not just going to outline, here's how you are, here are your weaknesses, good luck. The Enneagram is here to support you through levels of development because everybody has a tendency to go, you know, slide into their base or lesser tendencies just as much as they have the capability to go toward the best version of themselves, the best expression of themselves. And so those threes, charismatic and charming as they are, skilled at presenting themselves in a favorable light, really have to work on lying, on deception, on is what is really in front of me? Who am I really? And so because they've been taught to be performative, because they've been taught that in order to be loved and valued, in order to be good enough, they have to perform. These people are just knee deep in accomplishments and they still lack that sense of 
I'm doing enough, I'm good enough, because it will never be enough for a three. The list will continue. You could do everything on your list and you'll find another thing to add to it. These are the people with a bucket list a mile long and they've done most of it. You know, they've gone to the moon and they are still not feeling good enough. And so the, when I coach a type three, it's like, okay, no matter what you do, it's not going to give you that feeling you're, you're searching for. And so we've got to get you that feeling before you get any of the items on your list, because all you have to do with a type three is look back on their other achievements that everyone will be so inspired by. And they'll be like, yeah, so they'll just walk right past it. They won't feel that there'll be nothing when they recall. Oh, or they might have a fondness like, oh yeah, that was great. But they won't, it won't be enduring because there's always something more because it's that hit. It's that hit of recognition that they're striving for time and time again. It's, if it's superficial, it will, won't, it just won't last. It will not be a lasting recognition and that's why we're really looking for truth we're looking for truth for the type three and a, and a deep resounding meaning that comes from giving ourselves recognition for doing the right thing for for doing the honest thing for doing the good thing that's what we're trying to do as a type three not being driven by a, a vain superficial level of success that really isn't enduring so the motivations of a type three as we've alluded to really seeking validation through their accomplishments because of that recognition i can't stress it enough i think the superficial analysis of a type three is kind of like the achiever and it it does have that vain undertone but we want to look underneath the hood what's really motivating this person to rack up the medals it's because they want to feel good enough. That That's just that. Or if you got one thing from this episode, a type three wants to be good enough. And so they want to do anything that helps them to be seen as competent, capable, admired by others. So see the type two wants to help others. They want others to be dependent on them. Very different, right? Type three doesn't want that dependence. Type three wants people to look at them from afar and say, wow, this person is impressive because then maybe they'll feel impressive. The thing is, it's never enough. Just as for the type through, sorry, the type two, helping is never enough. You know, they need more and more dependence. They need more and more people that they've helped. The type three needs more and more people to just admire who they are, which, you know, it's kind of, <laughs> you'll never win on that level because it's never gonna be enough. So in striving to maintain a positive image and reputation, a type three will go to great lengths to cultivate an impressive facade. And this is where it's, is this real? Is this really my list? Or am I embellishing? Am I lying? Am I wearing the mask? And a lot of times, if you don't know who you are, if you don't know, if you're just trying to mask your feeling of inadequacy, if you're just trying to get that feeling of good enough and you'll do anything for it, First of all, it's not really, you know, deep down, the only person you're deceiving is yourself. I had a session with a three and that was really one of the big conclusions. You're only deceiving yourself. You can have all the accolades. You can have the impressive facade, the masks. Everyone can look to you and say, wow, I'm so impressed. All of your friends can think you're doing well. All of your family can think you're doing well. You can be the good son or daughter. You can be just absolutely the most impressive person to everyone you meet you're going to go home and you're going to feel alone because it's a facade. So you're only fooling yourself with the facade. Now, if it's genuine admiration, similar to if it's genuine generosity of the type two. So 
for a type three, if these are genuine achievements because of genuine effort, not driven by good enough, but driven by you utilizing that adaptability, that resourcefulness, that amazing leadership capability. Again, let's go back. So easy for type three to feel like a villain when we talk about them. There's a light and a dark side to every single type. Okay. The type three, it's just easy in our society to say, whoa, you're fake, you're vain, you're shallow, brutal. That's not a good type. But this is exactly what we're trying to delve under the surface about. There's a reason that this came to be. There's a reason you have the facade. It's because you felt not good enough growing up. You didn't get the affirmation. You didn't get the pat on the back or the hug. You didn't get something that you were needing from primary caregivers that said to you, yes, you're good enough. You're good enough whether you perform or not. You don't have to get the 105 on the test. You don't have to do perfect. You don't have to look perfect. You don't have to be this manicured Barbie or this perfect little prince for us to love you. You're good enough as you are. I love you with your messy hair. I love you when you fall down. I love you all the time, no matter what. And it's that, you know, conditional versus unconditional love that we hope to receive from parents that is very difficult for <laughs> any human to give to another human, right? Because we get upset, we lose our patience, we snap at people, even those we love the most. Sometimes we snap on them more, right? But it's like, as a kid, you just, you just want to look to someone for, am I safe? Am I good enough? Am I okay? And if you grow up hearing you're not okay or you're only okay if, and there's a conditional, you know, I see a lot of threes that grew up with um, alcoholic parents or substance abuse of some kind or um, divorce in the family where they had to, at a very young age, learn how to be in order to navigate the scenario. They weren't allowed to just be who they were. Being who they were was not safe or the scenario wasn't safe, the environment wasn't safe. And so I have to be a certain way in order to be able to navigate. So I mean, we could go into the depths and I really do recommend you take the assessment, figure out if you're a type three, get maybe even a personalized report where it really delves into your specific answers. That's sort of the most in-depth option. You can also, of course, get a session with me personally, which is, I mean, if you want to discuss your personal results, that's gonna be your best bet. But no matter what type you come up as in the Enneagram, my biggest request to you, if you're listening, is really explore the shadow of this. Don't be afraid or don't shy away from or try to pretend like you don't have these lower levels of development within you. We all have the capacity for the great parts of ourselves. We all have the capacity to go to the dark side. There's utility in the dark side, right? It kept us safe as kids. It kept us safe. It keeps us safe as adults. You know, and to some degree, it's a coping mechanism. These lower level tendencies are coping mechanisms that have arisen because of what we've learned on how, what's going to keep us alive. You know, as kids, as adolescents, what keeps us in the game? So just be kind to yourself as you listen to this, whether it's this episode or, you know, you go off to future episodes. I'm just relaying information and the parts that really touch you, that bother you about this episode or any other. It's just something to look at about yourself, right? It can be really confronting to say, whoa, there, there are things about me that I've even been deceiving myself about. That's a hard pill to swallow. So I, I commend you for even listening and, and just trying to navigate, hey, what are, where are the places where I can learn and grow? So um, the fears of the type three, failure, mediocrity, really it's kind of, you know, is this all there is? 
worrying that they'll be perceived as unsuccessful or inadequate by others. They really fear rejection and disapproval because, of course, that means that you're not good enough, right? Anything that would tarnish um, a three's image or reputation will make them feel not good enough because they've been disapproved of. And so if you're disapproved of, they, in their view of the world, that means they're not good enough, right? Which, again, makes sense if we tie back to par parenting style. Type 3s may struggle with feelings of emptiness or worthlessness if they believe they're not living up to their own or others' expectations. A lot of times, Type 3 strives for these, for these achievements. They don't even know really like who they're doing them for or why they're pursuing them. If you really kind of get to the heart of it, it's like, oh, but this is a great opportunity or this really looks good. You know, like the, they won't have they won't have a deeper answer. It's kind of like, well, of course I should be, you know, a Nobel prize winner. Of course I should, you know, I should, there's a lot of shoulds with the type three and there's a lot of kind of batting off the why. And so this is exactly what the type three needs to investigate. Why, why are you doing this stuff? Why are you getting the MBA? Why are you starting the business? Why are you whatever, right? Insert. Why are you getting married? Why are you having another kid? Why are you buying the new car and taking out, you know, a loan to be able to afford it? Like asking yourself why and seeing if it's a superficial reason that will make you look good. And if looking good makes you feel good, you know that you're on that superficial and therefore non-enduring path. And so the three really has to work on coming back to themselves and true fulfilling activities, truly fulfilling um, motivation that comes from a place of truth. Truth versus falsehood, deception. Um, type threes are very strategic and focused. They look for opportunities to advance their goals and ambitions. These people are, you know, playing the game of chess when it comes to life. They're, they're very much so taking calculated steps great at networking and building connections. They leverage their charisma to really charm and win people over and leapfrog. Again, they're kind of playing a game. Um, type threes are very adept at presenting themselves in the best possible light. They project confidence and competence, even when there's uncertainty, which again, double-edged sword, this could make you a great leader because there will be uncertainty and you can grasp onto the things you know and hopefully make everyone around you feel very centered and grounded as you proceed into the unknown. This is a wonderful, wonderful quality, but the idea of projecting yourself in the best possible light without acknowledging your humanity is kind of where it's, kind of where it's shallow, right? And so it's not, don't come off as competent, don't, you know, be yourself, it's show up with your, especially in a professional setting, right? I mean, you want to be competent. You want to show up as, in the best possible light. That's exactly what you're doing in an interview or in a big meeting or when you're up for a promotion or when you're with clients, you're putting your best foot forward. That's what anybody would do. The difference is, are you doing it in truth? Are you being authentic? Authentic is a really good word for type three. So truth, authenticity, um, those two will, will lead you in the right direction. And if you've forgotten your feelings, you've forgotten your needs, really good sign, you're off track. So as you kind of alluded to, the growth areas for type three, authenticity, you know, number one, embrace your true self, 
behind that facade, behind those masks, behind all of your accolades, if you kind of put them aside and say, look, I've done all these great things. Who am I really? What do I do when no one's watching? What's what's the real kind of me? What do I really care for? Um, inner fulfillment. So that kind of links in if you're being truthful about who you are and what's important to you, then you're seeking fulfillment really from within rather than that external validation and that check mark from society, from whatever sandbox you're playing in, right? Threes really love to kind of be in a certain ecosystem, especially kind of structured, achievement-based, level one, level two. They love that kind of thing because then they can look at the rubric and they can achieve and get level to level to level. And everyone else playing that game looks up to them and says, wow, you're at level 10. So a lot of threes do thrive in corporate or um, in business, but in a corporate setting because they're just, they know what needs to be done to work up the ranks and get up that ladder and make it up there. But again, can't tell you the number of threes I've coached that are a VP, a CEO, have made it to the top of their of their sandbox and the emptiness is still there. And so they weren't climbing because it was truthful. They were climbing because that's what they know how to do. No matter where you put them, they'll climb, you know? And so that intentionality is really important. And how you could be more intentional is to take time for self-reflection, which it's tough, right? If you're wearing masks and you're not being true to yourself, if you look in the mirror, first of all, you've got that mask glued on so tightly that you don't even know you're wearing one. So you look yourself in the mirror, you're like, oh yeah, this is, you know, all the achievements, all the accolades are just glued onto your face. But the idea is, can you take off the mask? Maybe the other mask that you're wearing on top, you know, can you take off those masks and really look at, at yourself truly and say, who, okay, what are the things I'm up to? What are the projects I'm working on now? Which ones am I doing because I really care and want to? Which ones am I doing out of a had a sense of this would look good. This is something I should be doing. This fits the resume. This looks good to my boss, looks good to my husband, looks good to my friend, look, looks good to my parents. Check, check yourself, <laughs> you know? Um, so authenticity, that inner fulfillment, and, and really figuring this stuff out through self-reflection. Threes barely stop long enough to, you know, nourish themselves because they're so focused on their goals. So we really want to slow it down and check out, hey, wait a second, what am I really doing here and why? Um, the type three, when it comes to the Hornevian triad, falls into the aggressive type. So it's that, you know, go for gold, drive for success, focus on achieving goals. There's really a kind of don't stop till you drop or you get to the end kind of mentality. And so that striving and that go for gold mentality definitely aligns. Have to be careful to alienate people, right? Or if you're, whether it's your team, your partner, you're pursuing your goals, what are the costs? You're, there are costs to, to everything. So if you're, you know, using effort and going for gold in one area of your life, you are neglecting others. And sometimes that's worth it. Sometimes it, you have to pay that price to get ahead in whatever you're doing. And it's worthwhile. And you say, look, I have this thesis or I have this launch or I have this X date that I've really got to put all my efforts in until then. And you can communicate that with your team or your partner or your friends or your family or whoever it is and say, hey, look, I'm really all in right now and they can hold that for you. But if it's all the time, 
and if it doesn't have a stipulated end date and if it's at the cost of things you're not willing to pay the price for um, you're going to be in trouble so just careful on that aggressive side of you are paying a price whether it's immediate or not that's a question but you are paying a price every time you kind of go all in and play the game for something you've put that coin into the game to play it so just be aware of what the price is of the game that you're playing whether it's rising up those ranks of a ladder you know you're giving up something and so careful on the aggressive front careful of you know ruining relationships of course on the beneficial side they see things and they they strive until they get there man so if you're on a team with a type three know that they are going to get it done and of course we see that that's a high value trait in a corporate environment in a family really anywhere they are going to get the job done um you know come hell or high water so the final center is actually might this might shock you um type three is a heart center of intelligence so just like the type two really focused on emotional awareness and interpersonal connections but this makes sense right because they're so they, they want to be seen as good enough so everyone around them is really giving them their sense of self now it does make some sense right i mean we do look to society to kind of let us know our position or social status are we where are we positioned within the social hierarchy this is you know we all have that core need for belonging and within that need you know we are looking for our position our status within the community within the sandbox that we play in and so that's healthy to some degree um but the three again it's what cost what what are you paying to kind of get yourself to the certain part certain level in the hierarchy that's something to really consider and using your emotional awareness to get what you want is not the same as using emotional awareness to really support people, really be there for people, be a good friend, building an interpersonal connection, not because they're that person is the president of the hospital that you want to get into, right? It's like being kind to people, being emotionally aware, being supportive, no matter who someone is, not using people as pawns. Um, and so we just, we have to be careful of that. But the, the really, really knowing that the type three is influenced by the heart and their decision-making um, is interesting, right? Because they prioritize relationships often to manage their image or in pursuit of success or out of utility. And yet the type three is a very emotional type. And so what a, what a, what a let's say, what a conundrum, right? Like you're driven by your heart and yet you're putting all of your needs, all of your emotions to the side, unless they're useful, you're putting them to the side in order to get what you want, you know, superficially or, or to get what you want in a very tangible way. Get the job, get the promotion, get the house, get the car, make your life look the way you want it to look. It's funny in a sense because your heart in one way is validated because you get the recognition but your true feelings are just so pushed down and, sh and put in the closet because they're not useful. And so the type three, I, uh, <laughs> I have one client that's a type three, um, and they quite literally are called the tin man because they, they have been said to be so disconnected from their feelings that they have no heart. And how ironic, right, when this type is is 
I mean, has a center of intelligence of the heart. If they were to follow their heart, they would be guided in the, the truthful, authentic direction. And so if you're a type three and you're feeling like a tin man, I implore you to get, get some heat on that, uh, ice cold heart and, and start it pumping again, get into conversation, get into alignment with your heart, start listening to what your heart is saying, because that is the truth. That is what you need in order to be authentic. That's what you need to show up as your true self, to take off those masks and to be successful in your own right, truthfully. And that is where then you are seen and someone acknowledges you and it actually hits your heart. It actually endures. It actually feels good and it's not superficial. So that's a little bit about the type three. If you don't know your type or you want to know your type, please go to the link in the show notes, get your Enneagram type, grab a report if you want more information. And I would love to hear your thoughts on this episode, the quiz, what you think about the Enneagram. Be in touch. You can send me a voice note on this podcast forum. So that's easy. You can email me. I'm on Instagram. Please do connect. And as always, when you like, review, share this show with a friend, makes a huge difference in how many people we're able to to reach with this show. So thank you for your time and attention. Thank you for sharing. Take that Enneagram assessment and I'll see you next time where we talk about type four, the individualist. Thanks so much for taking the time to listen to this episode today. It really helps the show when you like, review, subscribe, or donate to support the effort to continue producing amazing episodes just like this one. I look forward to seeing you again in another episode very soon, and take good care until then.